the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. I'm Scott Shelley, otherwise known as the Cow Guy. I wear a, I, I used to. The pits are gone now, right? We've automated everything. It's way better. Um, I used to wear a, a black and white uh, Holstein cow jacket because we have a family dairy farm. I wore that in the pits to trade and, and garnered a little bit of attention because I'm a little bigger than the average guy. But uh, it was um, a, a way to, uh, to to get that attention, to get your business done. But anyway, here I am in for Dan Prof. Dan is uh, on assignment, and I've been lucky enough to get called in to uh, meet his guests and, and have a chat. And I, I love doing it because I feel pretty str- very strongly about a lot of the, the, these things that we talk about on this show, and I talk about them on television as well. But our next guest um, is a gentleman by the name of Kurt Mills, senior reporter at the America Conservative. Um, he's our, uh, our go-to impeachment guy, I think, um, and at least uh, that's what I'm led to believe. And Kurt, thanks for being on the show. Hey, man. Okay, Trump dodges and he's two and zero, right? Or, and I guess Nancy's zero and two. But um, what are your views? I mean, where do we go from here? What are your thoughts? Um, you know, open mic time. Let me have it because I'm, I've got a lot to say too. Well, he's undefeated in the way that O.J. Simpson was one <laughs> right, right. that his critics would say, but, you know, eventually it caught up to him as well. But I, I will say that impeachment is a cross-section between a legal and political process. Um, so the framers of the Constitution recognize that the president has this sort of pardon power. It's unclear if the president can even pardon himself. And so accordingly, there had to be a sort of trial mechanism that only the president could be subjected to, i.e. impeachment. Now there are other federal officials can be impeached, but this, this, this is the big shebang. And especially problematic um, with this process is that the fact that the jurors were the victims of the crime itself, right? Like yep. you ever imagine, uh, you know, basically a, a terrorist attack where the jurors were the people in the towers or something like that. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's fairly extraordinary circumstance. Um, you know, my own view is that uh, Trump obviously has his fair share of responsibility for what happened on January 6th. It wouldn't have happened without Donald Trump. It wouldn't have happened without Trump contesting the election. And he contested the election in a pretty feckless and reckless manner. Um, the specific charge was incitement. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I wasn't a juror. I, not a senator, but, you know, I think he could have gone either way, which he, he literally incited a mob. And so obviously, you know, 43 other Republican senators felt the same way, um, and he was acquitted. Okay, so where do you stand on just impeachment as a process uh, in the whole? I mean, it just seems to me to be every time now we disagree with something politically, Uh okay, you're going to be impeached, or we're going to try to impeach you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's certainly, I mean, look, if if you look at it, uh, I'll say two things. If you look at Trump's presidency, there were basically three main scandals, two of which resulted in impeachment and acquittal. There was Russia, there was Ukraine, and then there was the Capitol Hill. 
And I think that the president and his allies justifiably felt as if the Russia thing was a jam up, but there really wasn't much uh, evidence there. And it was designed to assume the majority of his presidency, which it, it frankly did, and that they were they, they sort of built this victim complex around their actions from there on. Um, I think Ukraine got dicier, um, frankly. Um, the, the president was obviously concerned about Biden and was trying to interfere charitably in the domestic politics of Ukraine to try to get information about Biden. I think that there was a tighter race. And then th- this last one, I think, was actually not as close, even though it was worse for the United States of America as such. Uh, in terms of impeachment and these sort of dueling impeachments and these dueling inquisitions that could theoretically come about <clears throat> with, you know, when, when power changes hands, yeah, I mean, that's how Brazil rolls. And uh, I, I don't think that's, <laughs> that's the best model. Well, I mean, look, I I lean to the right. I'm not I'm not a you know I'm not crazy right, but I yeah I do um I do believe that a lot of the things the left or at least the progressives get their hands on they 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 cheapen they they dilute right I mean yep. they they have they've cheapened or diluted yep. the whole impeachment thing now right so now it's a thing where before it was a really big deal right now it's like okay whatever impeach me because they've gotten their hands on it and they've they've cheapened it and i think that they do that a lot on the left when they get their hands on stuff yeah i mean i think it's i think it's a mess um and you know there has been some discussion of even impeaching kamala harris and i think <laughs> yeah. you know the sort of the sort of fringe congresswoman marjorie taylor green introduced i believe she introduced articles against president biden um you know the, the, I, I this occurs to me that this is sort of the triumph of the fringes uh in, in the main good point. say of american politics yeah i mean if you remember Look, I don't think George W. Bush was much, to, much of a president, um, but, you know, back 15 years ago, you know, the people trying to impeach Bush or Dick Cheney were always the backbenchers from lunatic districts. It wasn't the leadership of parties. Right. I think, you know, you know that's, that, we'll come back to that. That's a great point. We're going to take this moment to take a quick break, pay some bills, and we'll be back after that. The Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to the Dan Proft Show. I'm Scott Shelley, otherwise known as the Cow Guy. And you know, when I, when I say it like that, it sounds really corny. <laughs> but I, it's it's the brand, and I accidentally I'm an accidental. Uh, uh, commentator because of it. But anyway, we're on with Kurt Mills, senior reporter at the American Conservative, and we've been talking about Russia, Ukraine, Capitol Hill, um, and in the impeachment and what the left may or may not, or progressives at least, I don't want to put all the left in, but I mean, how they can dilute things when they get, you you know, they start to use them as a club more often than not. Um, And we kind of left it off there, and, you know, it just seems to me now that that's going to be the word every time I disagree with you, let's impeach you. You know, that's going to be the go-to thing now. Yeah, I mean it's 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 um, you know it's a major problem. Um, look, the founders are pretty bright guys. Uh, you know you can you can take or leave the United States. You can say it's, it's imperfect, it's flawed, um, but they really de- devised this system of all these checks and balances in order to, you know, um, steer us towards our better angels, as one can put it, right? And uh, I think there are a lot of unwritten norms uh, that keep us from being a uh, frankly of an republic. And uh, I think we run the risk of that 
when we get into the over-criminalization of politics. That, that is, that if you get involved in public life, your chance of being indicted uh, or impeached or having your reputation utterly destroyed and unable to get another job um, is approaching one. I think that's a real problem for American civic life, and I think it's something that we should be discouraged, frankly. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the cancel culture. That's the doxing. I mean, if you want to run for office, you could be the best guy in the world, make one mistake 20 years ago, and then, boom, you're out. You can't do it. I mean, and so then we we, we water it down to only these few people that have never made a mistake, but then generally speaking, that means they've never taken a chance or they've never put, Well, you know, Trump, is this, Trump is this weird confounding variable, though, right, where he, like, actually made all these mistakes, and people seem to kind of back him because he just took it. Um, so it's like, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, he hasn't lived a flawless life. No, no, of course not. But I, and I, I think one of the more interesting articles I read, and I can't remember who wrote it, but he was like the first rapper before rappers, right? I mean, he was the one that glorified the, the gold and the, you know, the, the joke was that, uh, you know, he flew over to, um, England to help the queen decorate the inside of Buckingham Palace, right? right? <laughs> so, right. He I mean, was... I mean, you're talking about a guy who's dated hundreds of women and not that there's anything wrong with that and, you know, multiple marriages <laughs> and multiple bankruptcies. And, not know, that I'm jealous, yeah. not that I'm jealous, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is interesting that he, he sort of had this sort of like nascent support within the African American music community, you know, all these rappers sort of liked him. You know, he is this sort of sense. That he is the sense sort of a American gangster figure for, for yeah, better or worse. He threw it in everybody's face, you know. That's he just it was he was brash that way. It was very very interesting to me. But you know, him aside, I mean, it does kind of really limit who we can have to run the country if you can't have anything in your in your background that would have been even considered you know anywhere near a failure and or slightly right. dubious. I mean, where, where does that leave us with? We're not going to have any leave. Well, it's going to be. I'm 30, so I mean, I'm just telling you, it's going to be way different when you know the average politician is my age, when everything is absolutely archived online, on Facebook, etc. And then I think it's even worse for people about 10 years younger than me who right. don't know any, don't know any other existence other than you know having iPhones in their pockets and you know just graduated college in a pandemic. So it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be screwy. I wrote I wrote this weekend in the Northwest Indiana Times about how I'm so I'm older than I'm I'm 55, right? So my first election I could vote for was uh, for uh, Ronald Reagan, and I and I dutifully did so. But that was around uh, the time that um, Mr. President Biden lifted a speech from a guy by the name of uh, what was his name Um, Neil Kinnock. Neil Kinnock, the leader of the Labor Party out in England, and 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 just for that to happen, for him to get caught, part of the article was. That is terribly unlucky <laughs> because yeah. he said it to a bunch of um, different people in a different crowd in a different country. And yeah. um, somebody gives it to Biden and he says it to a, p- a bunch of people in Des Moines, Iowa for all. You know, not, I was born in Des Moines, right? I'm not saying that's a bad yeah. place. It's just kind of out of the way again. And then not having the Internet? How did he? How does he get caught? I mean, it's just to me, I know. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, the Neil Kinnick thing is interesting. I, I didn't mean to, just a slightly different uh, valence on that is – you know, like in theory, it forced him out of that race because he plagiarized. But the, the sort of like subtle conspiracy, not the conspiracy theory, but the subtle subtext of it could be is that what bothered people about the, the Neil Kinnick thing is that the impression that Biden doesn't believe in anything, right? Like he's, right. he's making it up, right? So like, you know, it's, you know, it's just like he'll just say whatever he needs to say. And I think that's like the sort of like sort of knock on Biden. Is I think everybody basically, I, I mean, Biden's popular, right? Like it's like the sort of like centrist, older t- caretaker, you know, American man of state, like, let's, let's just give this a try, try to be normal. 
I think the, the concern is that he'll be utterly beholden to his left flank, and I think it's a reasonable concern. I agree, and you know, I, I mean, like I said, I, I started the article off by saying I don't really dislike the guy. He just doesn't represent anything to me, you know. And having my first well, it's not fully clearly represents. <laughs> having my first real interaction be with him when he took somebody else's speech, and that, by the way, that speech wasn't widely, you know, pra- he was knocked off the front pages routinely by Margaret Thatcher. I mean. And so you're right. talking to a guy here that voted for both Reagan and Thatcher. I don't know if there's that many people out there, but um, because I, I think Kennick had not lost. He had lost, I think Kennick lost three general elections. I think he had not. Oh, he quite was. Yeah, he was. He was. He his, wasn't. He wasn't quite the loser that he, had, <laughs> he ended up becoming. But at, at the time of Biden, no, he was yeah, the whipping boy of, of Margaret for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. that, but to bring it back to to Joe, I mean, hey, I, you know, I don't really dislike the guy either. But it, you're you're right. It, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean. Well, he, he's he's going to probably be a good a good placeholder for some people, but the progressives are going to want to uh, are going to want to take more, and and we'll see how, well, how that goes. I mean, it's going to be I mean, it's going to be strange though, because I mean, like you got, I mean, everyone talks about you know they're kind of they're trying to move Biden along for Kamala or whatever or AOC or Pete Buttigieg, and it's like, well, I mean, Biden did just win this primary, and Biden is over fifty percent approval rating now. Right? You know, like it's as ridiculous as it seems. I mean, there's going to be considerable pressure to have Biden be the nominee at 82 years old in, in three or four years. I mean, so, I, think I, mean, I mean, like, I mean, people hail Harris, but I mean, she, you know, the Democrats just had the opportunity to nominate Harris and she finished basically in 10th place. All I would say to that is this. In my, in my experience in business and in life, a lot of those people that put Joe Biden in office, and, and, I, and this is just purely anecdotal on my behalf, I've got no scientific evidence, but... You know what? They voted against something instead of for something, and I, that's a very dangerous, dangerous way to go. Because then all of a sudden you wake up and you don't know what you got, right? You just know what you didn't right. want, and I think that tires. That idea tires pretty easily, e- easy, easily. So I think that ultimately it should be short lived because people are going to end up wanting to know what they're getting rather than what they're not getting. Right. Two words. Buckle up. Right. So all right. Well, Kurt, thanks very much for being on. He is. The senior reporter at the American Conservative, thanks for your time uh, and look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Listen to podcast of the show at danproffshow.com.